Here at the Disneylanders Podcast, we celebrate the magic and wonder of all things Disney, from Disney stories to Disneyland. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, like us and subscribe on all our platforms. With the global pandemic continuing to ravage the globe, you've probably exhausted every show there is on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, and whatever else there is out there now. I can't keep track anymore. All these streaming platforms offer hours of content for you to enjoy or sit your kids in front of while you desperately find a moment to use the restroom in peace for once. From trashy reality TV shows to Hollywood blockbusters and from cooking competitions to Oscar winning films, there's no shortage of things to watch while stuck at home. Disney Plus has led to many rediscovering their childhood favorite films like Dumbo and The Little Mermaid as well as timeless classics from bygone days like Peter Pan and Pinocchio. Here are 10 criminally underrated animated films from the beloved Disney studio. Have these movies not been subjected to bad timing, terrible circumstances, and or awful marketing, then perhaps they would have received the same attention, then perhaps they would have received the same attention that other Disney movies typically get. So without further ado, and in no particular order, here are 10 of the most underrated animated Disney films. You might know Victor Hugo from the awe-inspiring musical Les Miserables, but one of his other works inspired The Hunchback of Notre Dame, a 1996 Disney film that followed a deformed bell ringer named Quasimodo, who falls in love with Esmeralda, a spirited gypsy best known for her striking green eyes and tambourine. Joining this cast of interesting characters are Captain Phoebus, a rebellious soldier with a heart of gold, and Claude Frollo, the lecherous archdeacon of of Notre Dame, whose haunting musical scores scared many a child. The film is largely considered to be one of the darkest that Disney has ever released, with dark themes like infanticide, genocide, and prejudice. With these sorts of motifs, It's honestly really surprising that they managed to get away with a G rating. Despite being praised by critics and earning over $325 million at the box office, The Hunchback of Notre Dame incited debates on whether or not it was appropriate for children. Protests against the film release even sprang up in several countries while fans of Victor Hugo's classic accused the studio of watering down and even censoring important parts of the novel. The film was simply way too ahead of its time, and had it been released today, perhaps its complex and mature subject matters would have resonated with audiences more. It seems as if the 90s just wasn't ready to see how genocide and prejudice would play out on the big screen. Next up, we have Treasure Planet, which is so underrated that you've probably scratching your head wondering what the heck this is. Released in 2002, Treasure Planet was sort of a retelling of Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. And I say a sort of retelling because the movie is set in outer space, complete with cyborg pirates and speedy chases across the Milky Way. Aside from the setting, the film pretty much stays true to the source material. There's still young Jim setting off on the adventure of a lifetime pursued by a crafty gang of evil pirates. Unfortunately, Treasure Planet found itself against other blockbusters during its opening weekend, namely Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and Die Another Day. But more than that, the film's clunky and outdated animation was proved to be its undoing. It had been created using 2D cell animation, 
which by then was dead in the water thanks to Pixar and the rise of computer-generated animation. This obsolete technique, combined with other heavyweights in theaters, meant that Treasure Planet was relegated as a mere footnote in the annals of Disney film history. Now, it may come as no surprise to many of you that the 1995 coming-of-age film A Goofy Movie also had a less-than-seller performance at the box office. Earning a mere $35.3 million, Disney's underdog left audiences confused by its serious and heavy-hitting themes. A Goofy Movie featured one of the studio's most beloved characters as a single father facing the prospects of his only son growing up and drifting away from him. Most moviegoers found it difficult to relate to these emotional and heartbreaking themes, especially since Goofy Movie was known as, well, Goofy. This, combined with the absence of a fantastical storyline, left many feeling as if they were watching a movie from an entirely different company. Another surprising addition to this list of criminally underrated Disney animated films, The Fox and the Hound, a 1981 release that saw a heartwarming friendship between a fox named Todd and a hound named Copper. Enemies by nature, the two strike a deep and profound relationship that left many audiences in tears, while the emotional storyline led to a commercial success going on to become the year's 14th highest grossing film. In the end, the impeccable animation and moving storyline failed to convince audiences that Fox and the Hound was a film worth watching over and over again. Okay, so we've pretty much established that Disney is known for its impeccable and quite frankly, stunning animation. But make no mistake, that can't be said for every Disney film. Enter Robin Hood, the 1973 retelling of a beloved legend featuring a group of outlaws fighting against excessive taxation by robbing the rich. But this time, they're all talking animals. While Robin Hood initially won audiences over with its sweet and adventurous plot, the years haven't been very kind to it. And the film is infamously known today as the only Disney movie whose rough artwork and recycled animation were both glaringly obvious. Sadly, the film's fantastic storyline proved to be no match for its considerable drop in quality. Want more interesting facts and behind-the-scenes stories about Disneyland? Then join us on Patreon. You'll get access to exclusive content about anything and everything related to Disneyland and Disneylanders. Plus, you can join our exclusive Facebook group, where we chat about the latest news and developments surrounding the world of Disneyland. Ever watch a Disney film called The Black Cauldron? If not, well... That isn't surprising at all considering that it is hailed as the forgotten Disney movie. Loosely based on wealth mythology, as well as Lloyd Alexander's series, The Chronicles of Peridin, the film follows a whole slew of fantastical characters including the evil horned king, a pig keeper, Princess Elowen, including a creature named Gurgi. If you're confused about this mess, then that's exactly how audiences felt too, when they, it was released back in 1985. The Black Cauldron had a whopping budget range of between 25 and 44 million. Disney still won't own up to the actual amount it spent on the film. And with paltry box office earnings of 21.3 million, it was also the studio's biggest commercial failure. It's not hard to see why, though. It's messy, bland, and cliche, and even the most hardcore of Disney fans will admit that. Not only is The Black Cauldron known as the forgotten Disney film, but it's also notorious for being the film that almost killed the legendary company. 
I'm sure Disney itself has made sure that it remains to be underrated. After all, no one likes to be reminded of their failures. Next on the list, A Bug's Life, a 1998 release and the first of many collaborations between powerhouses Disney and Pixar. Following an aunt named Flick, who enlists the services of tough warriors only to end up with a group of inept insects from a circus troupe, the Aesop-inspired film was widely acclaimed and received overwhelmingly positive reviews. Many praised it for its witty dialogue, memorable characters, and compelling plot. But that's where it stopped. In fact, it was the only one of Pixar's first six films that wasn't greenlit for a sequel. No one knows for sure why A Bug's Life isn't as popular as its contemporaries. I mean, Disney has a whole host of anthropomorphic characters who have made waves at the box office. So why not A Bug's Life? If you grew up in the early 2000s, then I'm sure you know the next film that we'll be talking about. Does the phrase, pull the lever, cronk, ring any bells? That's right. The Emperor's New Groove, despite its ubiquity in pop culture, is largely considered to be one of Disney's most underrated films. Surprising, huh? The story of an arrogant and self-centered Incan emperor whose ex-advisor transforms him into a llama has been a mainstay in the hearts of many. But its box office performance was a huge disappointment. Taking only 169.3 million, which barely broke production even. It strains to say the least how criminally underrated the Emperor's new groove is. With excellent writing, phenomenal character relationships, and a great many outrageously hilarious scenes, you'd think it'd be revered the same way as other Disney classics have been. Perhaps one of the most notorious and unknown Disney films ever is The Sword in the Stone, the studio's 18th animated feature movie released in 1963. Based on the timeless legend of King Arthur and the Sorcerer Merlin, this musical fantasy was the final animated film produced by Walt Disney himself before his death a mere three years later. While The Sword in the Stone was a box office hit, earning more than triple its budget, it was eviscerated by critics, many of whom had hoped for an accurate depiction of the original story. Disney, in a bid to appeal to a wider audience, had strayed a lot from the novel. Unfortunately, this proved to be a letdown for many. Last up, is Atlantis, The Lost Empire, a 2001 release that marked the studio's first foray into the world of science fiction. The film featured an ensemble cast of famous voice actors, as well as top-notch animation. Set in 1914, the film tells the story of a cartographer named Milo who, along with a group of mercenaries, uncovers the secret city of Atlantis underneath the ocean. Disney's traditional audience was used to over-the-top songs and musical numbers, which were noticeably absent in this film. Aside from that, the studio had attempted to appeal to an older target demographic. In the end, Atlantis The Lost Empire was simply a victim of an overly ambitious studio that sought to fit everyone's tastes, yet managed to turn them all off. What should have been the studio's greatest film instead became the most criminally underrated. All right, well, that's it for today's episode. If you're interested in supporting the show, make sure you check out the Patreon page and subscribe. Or if you want to chat with other avid Disney fans, then join our Facebook group, Disneylanders, or uh, like the page Disneylanders on Facebook. Hello and welcome to the very first Disneylanders news segment. I'd like to start by thanking 
Alejandro Torres for becoming a patron of the podcast. Um, and you can become a patron too by visiting our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Disneylanders. You'll find us there and you can become a SoCal Select. $1 for SoCal Select. $3 for Signature Plus. $5 for Premiere. The Signature Plus gets you early access to episodes. And the premiere level gets you um, a Disneylanders button. So that's the only way to get an official Disneylanders button is um, by becoming a patron. Um, but if you can't, that's fine. Uh, we're, we're glad to have you listening anyway. So the first news item I wanted to cover was Knott's Taste of Halloween. Um, Knott's Berry Farm introduces its newest family-friendly outdoor dining and retail experience celebrating the Halloween season and the flavors of fall with Knott's Taste of Halloween or Halloween. <laughs> Guests of all ages can dress up in their most festive costumes to experience one-of-a-kind themed food and treats. Plus, included with a junior tasting card, young guests will have an opportunity to take a trip through the fully themed Camp Snoopy trick-or-treat trail. All Knott's Taste of Halloween activities will be conducted at a safe and socially distant space for families to enjoy. So the Knott's Taste of Halloween will take place Fridays through Sundays from September 25th to November 1st. And the regular tasting cards um, are $35 and include five tastings. And the junior card has uh, three tastings and a trip through the Camp Snoopy trick-or-treat trail. So that's worth checking out. Definitely, uh, we'll take anything we can get now that uh, it's Halloween and everything's basically closed. And um, in terms of Disneyland reopening, there's no official announcement and very little details. Um, so just keep an eye out. Hopefully be able to open soon and safely. That's definitely a very hot topic on Disneylanders page and group. Um, we'll just leave it at that. No official announcement and just keep your eye out. And if you want to get into speculation, there's plenty of that elsewhere. Thanks again to everyone for tuning in and please stay safe out there and I'll catch you in the next episode. Have a good day.